Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you, thank you again for being so patient on this, um, on the coming of this episode. Um, if you've been following, you know that we are talking about marriage this month and just as if different seasons of marriage. And so um, my friend Stephanie was on and talked about being a newlywed um, and just all of the, the highs and, and the challenges that come with that. Deanna was on two weeks ago now, I think, and she discussed what it's like to be uh, married with little kids and the work-life balance and just the different seasonal things that come with that. Last week, my mother was on and she she shared a little bit about being um, married over 20 years and just the seasons and the highs and the lows and the skills that it takes to make it to those those big milestones. And today, I'm really excited because my dad is on and you guys haven't heard from him. Um, so this is like a first time. It certainly won't be the last time, but I'm really excited for you guys to sort of hear from him. And so following along with the theme of um, marriage and seasons of marriage, I thought it'd be really cool to have a male perspective and a more seasoned male perspective as well. Because as my mom has been married, <laughs> she's been married to my dad. So um, got my dad on Lonnie Martz and um I'm really excited for you guys to hear what he kind of has to say. So we'll break up this interview a little bit with um, the sort of mindset of, um, you know, what are you looking for? What's a, what is a solid guy preliminary to marriage? What does that, all that sort of stuff look like from the male perspective? Um, and then in marriage and in a long-term marriage, kind of what wisdom is there to be gleaned um, from the seasoned guy here? So Dad, without further ado, could you tell us just a little bit about like your story and how you came to, I guess, the point of pursuing mom and like how you got to that that place? She told us a little bit, but yeah, her stories her story's different than mine, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but um, you know, being honest with you, I, I believe that I grew up um, not a single home, but my mom uh, and my dad divorced early. And, uh, I remember my mom, uh, you know, crying a, a whole lot. And it was almost as if her whole life, uh, just shifted. And, and it instilled in me, not that I dislike my dad because I love my dad, but the thing was, I don't ever want that to happen, uh, because the way I felt as a, as a, chi- as a child, uh, I, I just couldn't see myself going down that road. And it was, uh, early on that you, you understood you cannot let, um, your feelings and I guess understanding that, that you have, it, it has a, it has a lasting effect. Um, and it's not just you that it affects, it's behind you, your generation. So, um, the thing was after seeing that and realizing how much turmoil it caused in our house, I, I I guess it was just implanted in me at that time. Don't let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, growing up in the church, you start to understand that, look, these are things that um, God dislikes, but there's also something in you that he has planted for you to change the way this has happened to you. Don't be bitter, but you got to you got to be mindful of. I'm changing this for my children. Mm-hmm. I'm changing this for my children's children. And so uh, that was implanted in me. And so um, <laughs> as I as I move forward in this, I had friends who they did the thing with most guys. Hey, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to you know date and and lay with every girl I can, notch it up, you know. And I couldn't. It just wasn't in me. And so they knew that. And so I was like the oddball. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the oddball. 
I just, as I say, I, I kept developing it, kept developing in it and growing in it. And I became one that I wanted to be married mm-hmm. and I wanted to change my, my history, the history that I would live, leave for my family, my March name. And so the only way I could do that was to find the right person, uh, trust God and, and no matter what happens, stay, mm-hmm. stay firm to, so that we change our history. We change, uh, you know, we, our history. future. Yeah. Our future changes for our kids. That's what they see. And so, uh, I met your mom. Uh, funny is I had two buddies and both of my buddies were related and had some type of relationship with your mom and her sister. They knew her from either the school that they went to together or one of my buddies was dating your mom's sister. Mm-hmm. And, they tried to set me up with every girl in their school except your mom. <laughs> and I met your mom one night standing next to a buddy who went to school with her who said, oh, that's Gian. That's who you like? That's who you, you want to meet her? I said, yeah, I'd love to meet her. And he uh, he said, hey, oh, as she was passing by, he said, hey, my buddy would like to meet you. He would like your phone number. And she just waved and kept going. And uh, I had to figure out how to get her number, but I knew a way at that point, obviously, to, to get her number. And I got her number and I called her. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, was very upfront with her because at that time we were in college and it was, I'm not playing games. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, the, the biggest thing for me was to make sure that, look, I'm not playing games with you. I don't ever want you to think I'm playing games with you. So I want you to know this is my intent. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not saying that every relationship has to start with wanting to be married, but that was my intent. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was up front with her, let her know that just in case she wasn't. And then the rest, you know, we kind of took from there. Mm-hmm. So on that um, not playing games part. Um, so as someone that is single and is kind of in the dating scene, but not really in the dating scene for various reasons. Um, what like what do you what do you think is with all of the, the guys that are into games? Like, why is it so challenging to pin down someone like what is what's the deal with dudes and not? not being down with monogamy. Well, you have, a, you have a, <laughs> anything that's happening right now. You have to look at the forefathers of what happened. And many times dads weren't home to show, Hey, this is how you're supposed to treat your wife. And sometimes it was, this is how life is son. And, and you know, we, we roll with it. We, we're men. We like to conquer things. We mm-hmm. like to get out and, 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 you know, beat our chest. It's a lot of, you know, uh, male ego mach- machoism out there that that you know this is this is about this is what it is you you kill and eat right here and guys believe that mm-hmm. and so when they believe that they think that no one person is good enough for me and another thing is I I, I also believe they there's a lot of beautiful women out there mm-hmm. so they don't don't <laughs> no don't 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 sell yourself short mm-hmm. you know uh, there might be another one around the corner mm-hmm. might be another one in another city mm-hmm. and and they believe that mm-hmm. instead of understanding that um, really uh, Pastor Mike said this one time, it's about um, being with who you are with right then. Mm-hmm. If God has made that person for you and there, there may be another person that could suit you, but if this is the person that you're with, make the, make the move, the commitment to be with that person mm-hmm. and, and follow through. And a lot of the things that have happened are coming around right now. Men haven't taught their sons how to follow through mm-hmm. and be committed and, and say, I'm good with that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and until we die, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, a lot of people will do things, guys will do things and then look back and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But 
the example that's in front of you says, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you got to bump their head. Mm -hmm. But when you bump your head and you're involved with another person and their feelings, you know, you, you can't get that back. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay. So then on the heels of that, like, do you feel like marriage is still really relevant? Like I've seen different forums, different people just talking, but that there's this idea that like marriage really only has pros for women that, Men have everything to lose. Women have everything to gain. So that's why they're like, pew, pew, I'm not here for it. I'm out kind of situation. John, uh, Jalan, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I am, I've been married to your mom uh, almost 30 years. And if it was just about a piece of paper, we could have been married for 30 years with no wedding certificate, marriage certificate or anything. But uh, it is that commitment to put my name down there. I don't care if. You lose your mind, get mad, say you're out, I'm gone. I don't want any more to do do with you. I will still be here. Mm-hmm. That is huge because my kids see that. Um, my grandchildren are going to see that. The people, the circle I run in will see that. And nobody's going to change that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I liken it to, I, I heard this thing, a guy talked about the Navy SEALs. There are certain guys who go into the Navy SEAL training that, you can run them off. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain guys, it doesn't matter what you do, they're going to be a seal. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. When you're committed to something, it, it, it's like, when when I hear that, oh, it's just a piece of paper. You don't really need us pros only for the women. It's pro- That's garbage. I'm, that is straight up garbage. You, you are afraid to commit and you really don't know how you're going to respond when you get pressured or mm-hmm. tested. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being pressured. I don't mind being tested because I know where I stand. Mm-hmm. But if you are have not been taught and trained in that, mm-hmm. you're going to give every example and every excuse you can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's that's garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear that. It's like a safety. Like you can always dip out. Yeah, I can always get out. Oh, you know, uh, uh, why, why if <laughs> it's just a piece of paper, why don't you sign it? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you know there's something owed to you monetarily mm-hmm. if you back out, back out. Mm-hmm. That's it, it, there's consequences. In, in, in today's world, it's always about how can I get out of this? No, how can you stay in this? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lesson to be learned in this. And if you actually stay, what I've learned in, in all this time of marriage, there's some things I'm not going to like. There's some things I'm, I'm a wish that never had happened. But then, you know what? Working through it and walking through it and, and finding out who I am and how I respond and how I can get better. Has always made it where we 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 take a progressive step up, mm-hmm. and that is the biggest thing that I can say at the end of all this. When we we're done and we leaving this place, you can look back and go, "Hey, I honestly enjoyed living with that woman and loving that woman and raising those kids and the memories that we had." Why? Because I stuck around, mm-hmm. I stayed in it, and I. Walked it out. I didn't just, you know, oh, I'm out. I can't handle this. I'm out. No, I, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't allow myself to even think that that's, that's luxuries that people can't afford to do. Mm-hmm. And they, they always walk in it like it's, well, oh, you know, it's, it's always a divorce that mm-hmm. I can get out. Mm-hmm. What happens when you say there's no divorce? Mm-hmm. If they took it away, would people stop being married? Some would. But I think that there, there still would be some that would still get married and say, hey, that, that's why I'm in it. Mm-hmm. That's why he, that's why God created. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. So, 
Mm. A little long, but yeah. yeah, it was really good. Okay, so so uh, taking or building on your seal analogy, there are just some guys that it's like, hey, I'm in this period without any sort of um, provisos of I can if you you know then I'll sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So what is the what is the like the the right mix? What does the good dude kind of look like? If you were like, hey, look for these things and and one and a guy that's built that way. What are what are some of those things to look for? I honestly think it's probably the same as becoming a seal or a Navy <laughs> seal because this is like there's probably a lot of people who try to they say verticals that have tried to crack that 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 you know that that recipe of what is a good guy and how is a good guy and I don't think I don't think there really is a good guy. I think you have to he has to be committed mm-hmm. and he has to want the best for you. Mm. If I'm looking at a guy that is trying to date you. I'm not really interested in what color he is, how tall, how short, what he looks like. What I'm interested in is, do you and can you, one, provide for my daughter? Two, will you take care of her like she is better than you? If those two things aren't there, we're not talking. It it doesn't fly for me. And so, you know, I I know as a mature married man, I, I have to put myself aside for my Family for my wife, mm-hmm. and I have to do it more often than I choose to, <laughs> yeah. and then I have to do it sometimes when when it's like you know my feelings get in the way, mm-hmm. and I mean you've seen me, I, I'll I'll stomp off, you know, <laughs> and then I come back around because it's like I I, I had to think about that yeah. thing, and and I realized hey you're being childish, mm-hmm. you know uh, well, what Pastor Mike said your huggies are showing, huggies are showing. <laughs> like hey yeah. man. Guys, <laughs> I got my big boy pants on. No, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. I'm <laughs> you know? ready. And so, and so um, it is It is huge that he's committed. And he's committed, one, one, needs to be committed to God because I think that's the only way you're going to be able to see mm-hmm. how, how to love and, and cherish somebody the way they need to be loved and cherished. Not the way you would like to love and cherish them, but the way they need to be loved and cherished. And that is a huge point. Mm-hmm. So they got to be committed and they got to put you in front of them and they got to be um, willing, willing to put themselves uh, in, in, you know, a, 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 I guess a, a, what a, a, a changing role because we gonna, we're going to come into this thing mm-hmm. as two separate people. But over time, we're going to grow to be one that works as a team mm-hmm. and you have to let some things go. You got you to gotta let them down. You got to let them go. You got to get rid of it. And they got to they gotta drop off. Mm-hmm. And so um, they drop off. Yeah. And if you're not willing to let them drop off, you're not willing to be married. You're not ready. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so what are some then on the other end of that red flags to pay attention to? As uh, you like, one of the biggest ones is guys with two phones, and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I gotta have a phone for this. I gotta have for why? Mm-hmm. Uh, two bank account. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we do, we share. If you cannot come together as one. And be together, and I be able to. My Gian can pick up my phone at any point in the day, anytime. She can she can follow me wherever I'm going. I can I can have a a private detective investigator follow me all around for for months at a time yeah. without even knowing. And there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I, what I'm gonna get mad because you follow me? I'm probably gonna be like, oh, you do you do really, you really right. think I'm doing something? No, I'm not. But but here you go. If, if you're willing to pay for that, right. go right ahead. But there's nothing going on, mm-hmm. and 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 there shouldn't be anything going on mm-hmm. other than 
how how are you? What what am I doing for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I get upset most of the time um, when when I'm talking about your mom because I can't do anything for her because he's always trying to figure out what I'm. What, you know, <laughs> what, what you know, it's like you're spoiling you, you the surprise. Yeah, you're spoiling the surprise. Will you stop it? You know, but but um, red flags are having separate, being separate. Mm-hmm. There's no separate. We're married. Mm-hmm. There's no separate. And if you're doing that before you get married, please, he's gonna do it when he gets married. Yeah. And and if he's not willing to let go, then done. Yeah, that's a real big red flag. Well, I'm saying that's that's the red flags that I think. Uh, If if, (laughs) there's so much you got to share, I I remember. uh, (laughs) I remember uh, it's it's like your mom saying when first time she had, uh, you know, there was probably you and and uh, L. There's there's no uh, there's no privacy uh, anymore. Um, (laughs) You know, you, you you're in the you know, delivery room and everybody's walking in and out like it's you know target <laughs> and uh you're sitting there gap wide open and it's like um um john you want me to you know put the thing over your legs no, i'm good i'm good i'm good uh, i got about ready to have this baby though i'm good and so there's no privacy there's none there's there's no privacy and and anytime you got to hold back or hold something to the side um that's going to bite you in the end. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's, I think that's a big red flag. Anything that looks like privacy is a big red flag. In marriage. Yeah, in marriage. Yeah. It's a big red flag. Or, or before that, because once again, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. We need to be wide, wide open, transparent with one another at all times. And if you can't do that with your, your finances, you can't do that with your personal life, you can't do that with your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not ready. You're in trouble, yeah. You're not ready. It's yeah. not, it's not going to work mm-hmm. because at some point, you have to do that. Yeah. You you, you have to. And, and who's going to get married to somebody? And, and I know they do. But who's going to get married to somebody who is personally, you know, I, I'm I'm closed. Mm-hmm. So what am I marrying you for? Mm-hmm. Because at some point I we got to share. We gotta, yeah, we got to share some things and we got to get around. We got to get around, you know, each other spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to know. What, what you are wanting. I got to know what you are about. I got to know what you, you, what you feel. I, I got to know how to approach you mm-hmm. at times when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah. Instance, um, your mom, your, your mama, she gets sick and, and your mom, I'm, I'm like, hey, we need to get on the road right now and go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Because I know how she feels about her mother. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what I have going on, this is at hand. This is priority. Mm-hmm. And, and my kids, Hey, let's get in the car. Let's go. We got because it's the same thing, mm-hmm. and, and you got, you got to be transparent. I got to know what she feels mm-hmm. and know her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so sliding into like married life, <laughs> what do you think the newly married dude's survival kit would be? Like, what does he need to know? He's newly married. What is what would you tell him? <laughs> Newly married. Uh, what does it mean well, to well, you know, it, it's it's uh it's 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 one of those um what is it um the Meet the Robinsons. You know, when, when uh, Fanny leans over and tells uh, uh, Mr. Robinson that I'm always right. Oh, yeah. uh, that is very true. Uh, your <laughs> wife is is always right, but but the idea is how do we balance this out? Because I, you know, I I know for a fact that. We're in this together. We're working as a team, and and I, I'm, I'm being I'm, I'm facetious. I'm laughing when I say she's always right. But the idea is you're a team, mm-hmm. and you must think like a team. Um, you you guys didn't come together because well well you probably started to notice you you had certain things 
common. In like, common. Different, yeah. But what you're going to realize when you're married is the things that are not the same, things that are, you know, are the things that stand out and rub you wrong. Mm-hmm. And so with those things rubbing you wrong, what you have to remember is you guys fit together like a cog. Mm-hmm. And and you have to put that cog together so that it starts to rotate and move you guys forward. forward. Mm-hmm. But putting it into <laughs> the, the, you know, you know, your mom, your mom likes you know to 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 sleep at different ends of the bed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, <laughs> your head goes up here. <laughs> That's why there's called the top and there's a bottom. There's you know? a headboard and, and a footboard. This, this is why we do. And and the thing is, you know. I started to realize, well, hey, it's cool because, you know, you, you sleep at different ends of the bed because sometimes the fan is closer here. Sometimes you don't want it cold in the room. And, the fr- and, and I'm like, okay, I get it. So that's just a, a little piece of when you fit together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's certain things that she has. Your mom has great business sense. I have little. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so when, when, you know, we're talking about doing business, I can jump out there and say, hey, yeah, uh, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to get this. And she turns around and says, well, draw me up a plan of how you're going to do that. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I was, had a good idea. <laughs> I was telling you what I was doing so that you could jump in and tell me. How but, to do so. <laughs> but but, but that's, that's the way we fit together. Yeah. And so when we start to pull businesses together, we we basically come together that way. And now we're moving forward. And mm-hmm. it's so much easier. And mm-hmm. so as a as a newlywed, the biggest thing I can tell a man is you're a team. Mm-hmm. Make sure you love her, but make sure you understand the differences in how they move you guys forward. Because mm-hmm. that's 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 big. And and another thing is make sure that you remember that God is in the center mm-hmm. because you can relate on one end, she can relate on the other end, but if he's in the middle, you always relate to him. And somehow, I don't know how it is, it's probably the spirit, but if I go to God and she goes to God, we pretty much are, are attached. Mm-hmm. And, and so now, whatever I was thinking, she heard, and whatever she was thinking, I heard from God, and now we're we're, we're walking we're walking together. In sync, yeah. yeah. That's really good. Okay, so um, a lot of people talked about, or between mom and Deanna, they talked about this like transition when there's like a new baby and the wife is now spending time, spending more time, giving more attention to the new baby and how husband's going to be like, what are you doing? I can't what stand it. I can't stand it. How, how can, um, how can like wives help their husbands through that transition? But also <laughs> what do men need to know about their transition? Like. To just prepare themselves, like, because that's something that is unavoidable, I imagine. You cannot prepare for a new baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care how many books you read, because I tried it. I don't care how much you think you're going to help your wife out in that time when the baby comes. She's going to have eyes for a new man or girl. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. You have to get used to doing something else <laughs> for the time that she is all locked in. And especially if it's a new baby, you can forget it. Because you're going to be like, take the dog out, um, go walk by yourself, you know, uh, stir up something, you know, get, get the, get, uh, you're in the way, you're in the way, you're in the way. So that's what you're going to feel like. But, uh, I assure you, uh, she, she definitely needs your help. And the best way to make things happen is don't, don't feel slighted because she's not paying that attention to you. Jump in and find a way to help her with the baby. 
find a way to make it easier for her because she's a woman. She's superwoman at this time. She's going to be able to do a lot of things that you never thought she could do that she had never thought she could do. And you're going to have to be there to, to as I said, it's a team. And, and whatever she needs, if, if it's, you know, getting up, doing the bottles, getting up, you know, getting the milk, getting the baby, walking the do it because you stay connected and you don't feel like you're tossed to the side. Um, but she's going to have eyes for that baby. And that baby is, you know, basically they don't come with any instructions. Um, and you're figuring it out as you go. And you may have some help from mom or grandma or whatever. Uh, but it, it's, it's babies are there. Everybody's different. And so she's got to do different things. So stick close. How can I help? How can I do this? How can I? Uh, servant's mind, servant's heart is what, what pops up in, in my in my thinking right now. Servant's mind, servant's heart. Uh, become a servant and, and stick close. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so this one's a big one. And I was, so, you know, I've heard of this thing, seven-year itch. Or mm-hmm. this, like, you see sort of, like, not a shedding necessarily, but marriages hit, like, this five-year, six-year, seven-year, eight-year kind of shakedown. Um, whether that's, I'm tired of doing this. It's just like a sort of tap out space. Um, and sometimes it's this, I'm looking for something else. I don't know that I want to be married anymore. Um, but as far as that goes, is that sort of like seven year itch thing, something that godly men struggle with? Is that like a carnal thing? And like a little bit beyond that, how do you work through that as a, as a couple? Uh, To be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't know because I've never had that. Um, you know, uh, seven year itch to me is, is just false. It's just you something think it's legitimate. somebody just threw that out there mm-hmm. and, and decided that they were going to make know, it a thing. Yeah. Make it a thing. And, 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 you know, give guys something to look at. I'm like seven year itch. I, if it was seven years, I blazed through it. Like it was nothing, um, because I never saw it. Never, never, just never saw it. Mm-hmm. Now I'll say this. Um, there are times where, um, you know, it, the, the company that you keep mm. can can make you feel as though these are things that that you you should be concerned about, and men can pick up on all kinds of things. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, just just I'm, I'm gonna be honest and frank because you know I just want you know you're you're old enough. Oh, Your mom God. will tell me many times, you know, hey, all I gotta do is feed you and sex you, and, and we're done. And I'm like. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay that. with that. You know, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good. But, but the problem is, <laughs> um, there obviously is so much more to marriage than that. But the thing is, men always, always going to be able to look at something else. Mm. And then that's really, and, oh, what is that? Oh, what's that? If you follow that path, mm. it's, it's more likely that you'll take that path. Yeah. But if you, Immediately say, no, that's not what I got into this for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I've always done is look at the history that I've created with your mom and from the day I met her up until this point. That's a lot of history. Mm-hmm. If you go somewhere else, you're going to have to start over again. And not only are you starting over again, but the history that you have is still there. It ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So why would I try to chuck this to go create something else when this is rich? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. That's that's to me. It's like you're a simpleton. Mm-hmm. You you are a simpleton, and you're immature, and you just you you really don't know. And and then you're going to screw up something that 
You've created, you've taken all this time. You put all this time in. You're going to screw it up just to, just on a whim. Cause that's all it is is a whim. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you're around that crowd, they make it a little bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you should do. Oh yeah, this, I'm telling you, this should be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, look, look at Bill. He was, he was in it. His wife, you know, that, that was committed to him for, for 20 years and did everything that he asked and, 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 and sold out for him. He just got tired of her one day and said, hi, you know, you, you always, hassle me, bash me. You're always telling me to do stuff. Yeah, she, she does. She's been doing that. And she's, <laughs> yeah. she's doing it because she understands where she fits in and where you fit in. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it was okay for that, that to be meshed together. Yeah, yeah. But now, somebody that came and told you, oh, you don't have to have that. Look at so-and-so. Now, not only is his life jacked up, but he's not telling you it's jacked up and he misses what mm-hmm. he used to have. Mm-hmm. But he's going to let you go out and do the same thing. Why? Because misery loves company. Mm-hmm. That's the truth behind that. So yeah. seven-year itch, yeah, misery loves company. <laughs> please, yeah. please get that seven-year itch so you can be just like me and make it true. Mm. Uh, 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 yeah, mm. so. Yeah. Okay, so ooh, playing second fiddle to your wife. So I think about, like, the guys whose wives maybe make more money, who um, whose wife's got, like, they support her career. She's in the front or maybe she's just in a season where she's stepping out and doing something where he's been the big shot and had her support where that dynamic shifts. How do you do that <laughs> gracefully? I've only got a little taste of it. As of, <laughs> as of recently, um, you know, I was the, I was the player and I was, everything was about me. I could buy what I wanted and do whatever I wanted to do and NFL go wherever player, I wanted and, and just, just, you know, whatever I could, Hey, it's our money, but we're going here. We're doing this. And, and, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it shifted, but I just saw something happen with my wife where there were two companies, I mean, fighting for her. <laughs> and I, I was sitting back like, well, don't anybody notice me? Like Mr. Incredible. Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm, you know, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing some good things lately. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I've been, I've been the guy, right? I've been the right? dude. Everybody right? remembers me, right? right? Hey, hey, are you guys gonna fight over me? You know? <laughs> and uh, gracefully, I, I gotta say that it comes as a shock, even though. I I look forward to support my wife and everything she does and, and her dreams and things that we've talked about. I, I see it happening. I can't wait for it to happen because there's something that we only she's told me that we, we are waiting for it to happen. I can't wait till it happens. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, this is good. This is good because I think I have I, I honestly have a good, you know, understanding of myself and I, I can be prideful at times. So it, it's good to be abased and humbled at times and, and, and say, you know what? I've been in this limelight for a long time. Let me step back and turn it towards her and let her have all of it uh, uh, and, and to enjoy it. And my job now is to support. So uh, how does it look? How do I do it? I don't know. I just know that if uh, things should continue going the way they're going right now, I'm going to embrace it. And I'm gonna try to figure out how not to screw up the last two girls. See if I don't hear. No, no, girls, you can have candy. Yeah, do yeah, ice want. cream, ice cream all day. Yeah, let's do it. The first three of us are still very bitter about that. <laughs> we got like two sets of kids in our house, um, and the last set, the two girls are. They have none of the fear and tremble. None of it. <laughs> yeah, none right. Yeah, you know, dad says, "Hey, 
put that down. I'm going to beat your butt. And look at you like, yeah, you are so funny. You are funny. Hey, dad, I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay. I'm going to talk back and laugh. All right. Well, dad's going to go. You know, in the bathroom now and just sit, act just like think. he just has no authority at all. Right. We consider my life. Okay, so um let's see. Hmm. So you talked a little bit about um that sort of oneness and having to partner up. So what are the battles worth fighting for and where should you be flexible in marriage? I think those are the things that uh as you go through your marriage you're gonna find out. Um there's there's no way I could tell you where you be flexible. Now, I will say this. One thing is you have to understand that because um, I, I, I know this is a different age now. Um, there There is no messing around outside of marriage. There is no flirting with the opposite sex there. You, you don't you don't do things like that. Um, there's no quicker way to tear up a marriage uh, and, and the trust of a marriage and the fidelity than, than obviously uh, running across the fidelity lines and you you can't. It's just impossible. Uh, lying, <laughs> um, you know, it, it just undermines mm-hmm. it. It undermines it. And and um, deception. Just I just can't. You know, you you have no idea. Um, and maybe it should be a class taught on how how emotions um, link people, and I call them hooks. Mm-hmm. You get hooks in the different people and pulling those hooks out for some reason, it rip rips mm-hmm. and it rips hard. And, uh, there are so many times that you see just youngsters. Oh, I love them. Oh, I love you. You, you lust after them. Mm-hmm. You don't really love them because the decisions that you make mm-hmm. show me that you don't really love them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can drop it so fast or you can see something else mm-hmm. that piques your interest and you run off. That that's that's not love, mm. but messing around with one another and getting those hooks into one another that's that's something you can't get rid of. Mm. And you know, um, I know one of the things that your mom and I always talked talked about. We we really talked about deep deep details about is when we were with other people before we got married. We wish we wouldn't have never had it happen mm. because the fact that we are together now. No, we've been married way too long to have those thoughts of other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the idea is, why? Why even bring it in? Mm-hmm. Why even have to f- talk about it? Mm-hmm. Why even have? Well, you have to talk about it before you go because you want to know that it's out of your system mm-hmm. and it's done. And and I think we went so far as to go to the last person we were dating and and tell them, hey, I apologize for what I did to you or whatever. And I'm I, we I. Really done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want any more. I don't. I just want you to know. I release you. Hopefully, you release me. And we're yeah, mm-hmm. because we wanted to go into our marriage with clean hands, mm-hmm. clean minds, clean heart, and and forward. Mm-hmm. And this is after we've been dating for about two years. Mm-hmm. So um, the marriage was we locked in. We're in. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, what do you think was your biggest lesson learned as a husband? Has been your biggest lesson learned. Um, don't don't put work over your family. Um, my wife, uh, <laughs> my, your mom, uh, miscarried, and I was at Kansas City Chiefs Stadium, mm-hmm. um, and I should have been at home. And I'll never forget uh, her when I saw her in the hospital. You know, you left me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, 
Never again. I don't care. And and my a part of my my part of my makeup is protector and uh, um, provider, and and I know that. And so for me not to be about working and providing is hard. Mm-hmm. I I I can't wrap my mind around not working to to provide. And so um, that was a big lesson. Don't you know if if it looks like hey this, this is a this is a potential. <laughs> devastating situation or something that has to be dealt with work can wait or it can be done and be left alone and and it will be here there will be uh what we call thereness it'll be there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was huge that was a huge lesson mm. what do you think was your biggest surprise something that you did not account for that you were kind of blindsided by not necessarily uh, thinking of probably but- probably the, the, having you having a baby because uh, i hope i mean from <laughs> when when it was me and your mom walking across the parking lot trying to get you to come out or sooner. And it was like, it ain't working, whatever. Then her, uh, we took her to the hospital and they had to induce her. And the minute you came, life changed completely. Mm-hmm. It was uh, nothing I, I couldn't have foreseen it. It was changed, done. It was never going back to that again. Totally different. Mm-hmm. And I, that's to, even to this day, I, I still... I'm like, man, marriage has been really, really good. What was the biggest thing? Right. Let me tell you something. When the baby come, everything changes. The minute they, they start to cry, everything has changed at that minute. Mm. Nothing's the same. Mm. Your whole life has changed. <laughs> everything <laughs> has changed. Mm. Okay, so then um, the big question, how do you make your marriage work long term? Like there's so many people that start very few that finish. What, like, what is that that secret sauce? How do you make long term marriage work? To be honest, you commit. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to sit here, and if there's a problem, if I have to get up and run out the room, I'll walk back, sit back down, and we will talk through it. Mm-hmm. The, you gotta. You have to. Both of you have to look each other in the eye, and mean when you say, "I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I may get mad. I may run off. I'm not going anywhere." Mm. But then when you come back, you have to have the mindset, the maturity to sit and talk it through. Because running off three, four times, you're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. We need to talk about this, yeah. and you have to learn to talk. You have to communicate, you have to communicate, you have to communicate, and you must know that I am not going anywhere, she is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the only thing I, I that's the only thing I can say. Yeah. I mean we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess the last little bit. Any tips, any resources, any advice that you would give to someone who's like, I'm married now, we want to go the distance. What should we read? What should we listen to? What should we practice? What should we do? What do you? Um, I would say first, uh, read Ephesians, uh, especially where it talks about um, when when wives are submitting to husbands. Husbands always take that as, you know, my wife is supposed to submit and be under me to tell me. Well, they don't always pick up the idea that for her to do that, you have to be in a responsible position mm-hmm. so that 
Yes, she does flow under you because you're you've raised up into this position that is a mature position that can handle whatever is supposed to be going on. Uh, when you look at um, Proverbs, Proverbs is, is mainly spoken to the men because mm-hmm. they're responsible for everything, mm-hmm. not because. You know, God just feel like, hey, I'm talking to the man because he's the man. No, he's responsible for everything. So guess what? She ain't supposed to be washing no dishes. She ain't supposed to be washing no clothes. She ain't supposed to be making sure that the babies know where to go, how to get this. That's your job as a man. So, you know, when when you can read that and understand what you're responsible for as a man, then you can actually learn, you know what? I, I, this, this, this is incredible mm-hmm. because I can I can find out where I fit and what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be responsible for, and not worry about all this other foolishness outside. When somebody says, "Oh man, you you doing woman's work," um, it's biblical. <laughs> it's in and, the Bible. <laughs> and since it's biblical, and I know God made me, and He made you for some reason, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> he made us. If He made us, and He put these rules and laws out there, and these things to help us guide our lives, I'm going to listen to him, not so much you. Therefore, when I read Ephesians, when I read um, uh, Proverbs and I start to understand my role as a man and women can follow, there should be no reason that my wife is not willing Mm. to come up under me and let me be the the umbrella Mm -hmm. that that covers and protects because that's what the submission is. I cover and protect and responsible. And if something goes wrong, it falls on me. I'm going to be the one that's going to answer to God, not my wife. Mm-hmm. So when we read that, if we read it right, then you start to realize, whoa, there's a lot that I'm responsible for. And I need to be on my toes at all times doing things mm-hmm. that help my wife to come up under me and support and do things. And now she blossoms. Now my kids blossom. Now my circle of influence blossoms because mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a male. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't, there's, I'm pretty sure there's some things out there that you can read and, and really find out how to be as a family. Uh, Tony Evans is, is huge. Um, I think it's family, Christian, uh, Christian family life uh, was, was a big one that we read. Um, and, and like I said, the Bible, I, I, I I, I seek to understand my role as a man. So when I can understand that, I can I can do what I'm supposed to do. And just like just like the word says, everything else falls into place. Mm. Really good, really, 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 really good stuff. Oh my goodness! So thank you. You're welcome. I mean, that's a good perspective. We like I said, we haven't had a guy on the podcast yet, so it's just a reminder of how rich both both um, genders are and how, how much perspective and how much we need each other. So thank you for being open and sharing. And guys, I hope this has been good. Again, thank you for being patient. We are on break next week, so it'll give you time to catch up. And since this is coming out on a Friday, you know, you can listen to it throughout the rest of next week. And then we'll be back in August with some new stuff. So I'm excited to uh, hop into August with you guys. And um, as always, make it a great weekend. Okay, bye.